against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Warren. Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. We're your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution card, bringing you news, culture, magic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Uh, Brian Brooks, he was the comptroller of the currency, uh, said the quiet part out loud. He said that Bitcoin is going to replace the banks, right? And now that I said that, it kind of makes sense why Jamie Dimon reacted the way that he reacted, right? Um, and, and if you think about it, like from like a common sense perspective, like at the end of the day, you know, banks make money off holding your money, but what's in it for you? What's in it for you is the convenience of it, right? It's not really convenient to hold like a million dollars under your bed, right? In cash. Um, and then they charge you a fee for that, right? They charge you, like if you have any bank in the U S if you like under like 1500 bucks in your account, they charge you like a quote unquote convenience fee. Um, and it's like, what? it's like $15. So like it charges you, the banks are charging you for holding your money, even though they're making money off of your money. Right. Um, so it's kind of weird. It's kind of strange. And it used to not always be that way. Like banks used to actually pay you like a decent interest. Um, but obviously things have changed, obviously. Um, so yeah, I, I really think that that's the reason that Jamie Dimon, uh, why he's so against it. Cause I think he sees the writing on the wall. And okay, you could say that's just a bit, bunch of Bitcoiners speculating and theorizing. Uh, but you have uh, Brian Brooks. Brian Brooks was the former acting U.S. Comptroller of the currency. And uh, during the Trump administration, right? And he was a huge fan of Bitcoin. And he's been saying that, like, you know, quote unquote, cryptocurrency does not seek to replace currency. It's a bad name. Cryptocurrency seeks to replace banking, right? So, and it's interesting because, you know, we know how Trump feels about CBDCs. Uh, obviously, he has talked negatively about Bitcoin, but here's someone that was part of his administration that actually looks at Bitcoin favorably. And he was pretty up there, right? So anyways, a lot of stuff to talk about. We have a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, before the show, I want to bring up my legendary co-host, Always Optimistic. How you doing? Hey, Nico, uh, I'm going to let you continue, but you're way too low energy today. What is going on? Nico needs some coffee. I was just saying that I was low energy. I only had two cups of coffee this morning, but man, Nico, you got to really bring, bring gotta, the heat. I got to step it show, up. Dude. I got to step it up. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think we it's need some like more a five. caffeine over there. We need like a yeah, nine, yeah. right? Maybe even at a four, maybe even at a mm. four. But anyways, anyways, uh, I, I want to read this comment over here on Rumble because it's absolutely hilarious. Shouts out the UTXO. He goes, Garth Brooks said Bitcoin is going to replace banks. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian I Brooks. Think, I don't think, I don't I think said, Nico even knows who Garth Brooks is. But who, I don't even know who, who is Garth. Who is Garth? He's a country country singer. Okay. Okay. Anyways, anyways, anyways. anyways up our friend, our friend Josh Friedemann. Did I say it right? Josh Friedemann. Did yes. I say it right? You got it right. Yep. This yep. guy's yep. last name. This guy's last name is literally Freedom Man. Like, couldn't Freedom make Man. up. He's he's Freedom in Man. the right industry. Anyways, Josh. <laughs> Everyone knows culture. We feature our, our guests. So, Josh, you work with Slice, and and this is the first time I've heard of it. So, let's give the audience a little TLDR, and then and then we'll go into the the nitty gritty during the culture. For sure. So, Slice, basically, the, what I do is I ask people, "Would you rather make money online or not when you're browsing?" What Slice does is we 
basically it will show you ads and uh, instead of you know taking all of your your data and not giving you anything what we do is we split ad revenue with users so uh, if you see an ad we make some money and we're going to give you half that money so over time um, obviously you're starting to make a little bit of money when you're browsing you can cash that out for dollars go to PayPal take a four percent you know cut from it and take it take it in USD or you can get it in Bitcoin so most of our users prefer sats and I think this is an amazing tool to help the next, you know, however many millions of people as we gain users begin to see that Bitcoin is better. Because not all these people who use Slice are necessarily Bitcoiners, but they, they're thinking, hey, if I can get some Bitcoin, might as well. So Slice, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the team. I've been a part of the team for like six or seven months or six or seven weeks, but I've been a Slice user for about eight or nine months. Okay, awesome, awesome. All right, well, we'll, we'll break it down during the culture, but sound, sounds super cool, man. Really yeah. excited for this one. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a new kind of model, right? Because like I'm sure we'll talk about this during the culture, but it used to not always work like that, right? Like, well, it's value for value, right? So like, yeah. it's one of those things where uh, we're we're sharing value with the consumer. So it's kind of flipping value for value a little bit on its head because I'm also a creator. Uh, I love Fountain because people can send me some sats, but we also have never really had a great way to give the consumer sats as well, and that's what Slice is helping to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Well, I'm excited to talk about that. Sounds really, really interesting project. Everyone's talking about my energy, so I'm going to step it up. Yeah, dude. Yo! You need to... What What is in the Bitcoin live? Nika's already on the weekend, bro. He's already on the weekend. I got to take it from the top. I got to take it from the top. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a great show. Let's get into it. We got the numbers first. Let's check it out. Here we go. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I made it incredibly easy for you guys. You could scan the QR code on your screen right now. I'll take you directly to the Stamp Seed website where you can get yourself a titanium seed phrase backup storage kit. And you can use promo code simply 15% off. Don't put yourself in a situation where you have Dude, to explain. You're, pu you're putting me to sleep, Nico. <laughs> Don't put yourself in a situation <laughs> where you have to explain to your grandchildren why they fell asleep because they didn't, why they couldn't sleep. Anyways, um, at the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 41,800 sats per dollar, 2,393 block height, 827,502 blocks to having 12,498 total lightning network capacity, 4,846 Bitcoin. Capacity value 202 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation 1.74%. The market capitalization of Bitcoin $819 billion. Bitcoin versus gold market cap 5.95%. In the grand scheme of things, Bitcoin is just getting started. Anyways, this is a video that I have for you guys. Uh, but first, I want to explain 
who Brian Brooks, Brian P. Brooks is. Uh, so he's an American lawyer, banker, and entrepreneur. Um, he served as acting comptroller of the currency, succeeding the 31st controller of the currency, uh, jo Joseph Oting. Um, and he was nominated twice by the previous uh, president. Um, he also worked at uh, Bitcoin and crypto companies. Uh, he worked at, he was the chief legal advisor at Coinbase from 2018 to 2020 and Bitfury from, from October 2021 to uh, 2022. Um, so, I mean, Bitfury, from my recollection, I think it's one of, it's a very big mining company. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like it's interesting to have someone like within the halls of government in the administrative state that is so bullish on Bitcoin, right? Um, and then he said this uh, in regards to what Bitcoin is actually going to replace, or so specifically to use his words, uh, what cryptocurrency is going to replace. So I'm going to play this and then we'll talk about it. Cryptocurrency does not seek to replace currency. It's a bad name. Cryptocurrency seeks to replace banking. The core things that banks have done since the 1300s, those are going to go away, 100%. And, and let's just be clear what I mean by that. The reason that we even have banks, banks originated in Italy around the year like 1340, all right? And the reason they originated was because of a set of accounting advances that allowed banks to serve as trusted intermediaries between parties that owed each other money. Before that, literally, I would write you a note and I would promise to pay you money and you'd put the note in your pocket and you'd see if anybody else would take the note. You know, that's, that's why we refer to discounting notes. And then banks arose and it was like, you no longer need to do that. We'll take care of it for you, but you're gonna have to pay us to do that. That function of needing a trusted intermediary to maintain ledgers of account to figure out, do I owe Brooks money or does Brooks owe me money? It turns out that function no longer has to be done by human beings. The same way we don't need postal clerks anymore. I can send you an email for free and it's instant and that's just the end of the post office. Sorry, but it just is. That function will go away. The, the, what's going to be left for banks is the high value add services, you know, structured finance, investment advisory, you know, uh, all of the things that make a dynamic economy function, we, we still need people to do that. There's a lot of creativity going on in finance. But the core of banking, the base of the pyramid, the thing that drives most of their revenue, doesn't need to exist. And that's why I say, and I was saying to one of the organizers, even before we stood up on this panel, cryptocurrency does not seek to replace currency. It's a bad name. Cryptocurrency seeks to replace banking. Just if you take nothing from this panel but that, that's what you need to understand. I mean, and then, you know, he might know what he's talking about. Um, here's the title for the office of the Comptroller of the Currency. The Office of the Comptroller of the Currency charters, regulates, and supervises all national banks. It also supervises the federal branches and agencies of foreign banks. So, I mean, pretty big statement. And now, it, now it's so clear in my mind why someone like Jamie Dimon, the CEO of one of the world's largest bank, if not the world's largest bank, uh, why he's so hell-bent against Bitcoin. Like, it makes perfect sense now um, because he kind of walked it back a little bit and he said, like, oh, no, like, there's still going to be opportunities for banks. And then he, and then he like, kind of doubled down. He's like, but the bulk of their revenue is just going to disappear. So if I was, like, someone like Jamie Dimon, what's that saying, Opti, that we always say? Like, you're not going to understand something that you're, that you're, like, your, your, your life your living depends on. So, yeah, I mean, 
You know, if I was a continuing banker benefiting off the fiat parasitic system, I would totally be against Bitcoin too. But I love Jack Mahler's the way that he approached it. You know, he was dropping some Epstein bombs in there and he was just basically saying like, I don't care what this person thinks. So, but fine, you might not care what this person thinks, but you might not understand, you might not fully understand what his motivations and what his reasonings are. I think Brian Brooks explains it perfectly here. And it's not just a Bitcoiner on the internet, right? This is someone who's in the top echelons of government. And, and he also worked in the private sector, you know, um, very, you know, in, in big companies as well in the industry. So this guy obviously knows what he's talking about. And I, I think he hit the nail on the head. And I mean, it's obvious. I mean, we were talking about it like in the very part, very uh, first part, very beginning of the show, um, where it's basically saying like self-custody and the ability for people to transact peer to peer, it just like, it kind of makes all of like, dude, like try sending a wire, like sending a wire, you have to pay $30. You don't know why you're paying that $30, but it's always this $30. Um, sometimes it's, sometimes it arrives the same day, the next day, you know, it arrives. Sometimes this happened to me where it gets lost. And you're like, where is that? And then, you know, you call the bank and you're like, oh, no, it's in compliance. And you're like, what, what's going on there? It's like compliance can't talk to you. So, like, it's like some weird kind of opaque system. And the moment you send Bitcoin on chain, um, it just clicks for you because it's instantaneous. It's open. It's transparent. The other person can't say I can't I didn't get the wire because you literally send them a link with the blockchain and like the transaction, the TX ID and all that stuff. And so it's, it's there, bro. I sent it. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think I fundamentally agree with him. I think that it is going to replace banking. I think it's, it makes their, it destroys their business. Like their business model kind of goes away. Right. If people could take self custody, um, if people don't need to go through an institution to send a wire and people could just do it peer to peer, yeah, it makes it go away. So I agree with him. I agree with him. It explains why Jamie Dimon got so upset, got so butthurt. Anyways, Opti, what's your take, bro? Yeah, well, I mean, look, Jamie Dimon, wait, what did uh, Sean say? Jamie, Jamie Dimon, uh, he's not a dumb guy. Uh, I am convinced now after everything we've been talking about, you know, for a long time, you can make the case that these people just don't know what's going on with Bitcoin. And, and you can still make the case that they probably don't understand Bitcoin on a technical level, which most of us probably don't have, you know, a technical understanding like Bitcoin core devs in general. But these people aren't dumb. They understand what is at stake. They understand what games being played and if you route around them you know the the quote build a parallel system that they cannot control of course they're going to come out against bitcoin because look it's in the it's in the first paragraph of the white paper like the financial system that we are using right now is based on a lot of trust and that is based on a lot of trusted third parties now jamie diamond is one of those trusted third parties like why why do we think that he's not going to come out against Bitcoin when it literally will eventually destroy his business model if he doesn't adopt Bitcoin? So, of course, they don't want competition. And we know right now what's going on in the world. There is competition on the dollar and they don't want to compete on the market. And that's just where we are right now. And, you know, to that point of uh, Brian Brooks talking about in that clip. Uh, Bitcoin is just a global digital le ledger that isn't controlled or manipulated by anyone. Like 
say that that will eliminate banks or maybe it is a currency like i think it's besides the point it's like an uncontrollable digital ledger of course the banks out there don't want you to use a ledger that they can't control because that's how they're able to make the profits that's how their business model is run is by basically manipulating text message and ledgers worldwide so of course the trusted third parties don't want you to join a monetary system that they cannot control and so as much as people still think and fall for the authority fallacies out there, you know, Jamie Dimon is a well-respected person in the traditional financial world. Um, it's, it's, it's no, not, you, you, it's finance. Finance. Yeah. Sorry. It's, we're getting we're, we're fancy. Bro. We're, we're fancy it, now. Uh, of course, of course he. Say it, Opti. Finance. Of course, <laughs> of course, he's incentivized to continue to gaslight the population out there until, of course, you know, they, they get their bags packed. And and let's not forget, guys, Jamie Dimon is an authorized participant to the BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF. So don't listen to what they're saying. Watch what they do. And I'm, I'm convinced that these bankers out there, they, they got to have some Bitcoin. I, I don't think that they are are as uh, as dumb as we would like to make them out to be like if they don't have Bitcoin directly, they know what is going on and they know why you want to hold some Bitcoin. Maybe they're just totally entrenched in their business models. And and someone in our Telegram chat, Nico, uh, played that one Chrissy Lagarde clip that was like two years ago or whatever about like uh, the inflation and, and expanding the balance sheet like it will come down. And it's so funny in, in, in due time, in due, in due time, time, it'll come down. And it's just <laughs> so funny that that she had to uh, very directly be like, there is no cryptocurrencies on the ECB's balance sheet. And it's like she's kind of she was kind of snappy about it, it kind of a little bit. It's because you, you got to know yeah, that they are getting asked about this constantly. So every banker in the world, as far as I'm concerned, at least these big bankers, Obviously, they're incentivized to not embrace Bitcoin because we know the playbook, guys. You FUD Bitcoin, you stack your bags, and then once you have your position, you start to endorse Bitcoin. And we are in the then they endorse Bitcoin part of the journey. So, oh, man, it's so awesome being a Bitcoiner. Anyways, let's get Josh Josh's take on this. Yeah, well, kudos to Brian P. Brooks for saying the quiet part out loud. It's not something that Jamie Dimon needs to know. He already knows it. But I think a lot of people who are listening to Brian – they probably have never thought about Bitcoin as something besides a currency because we use the term cryptocurrency. But replacing the banks is something that, uh, you know, there are a lot of ways that could happen. Uh, I liked his example of letters versus email. Uh, people still today like sending letters to their friends and their loved ones from time to time. It's, you know, romantic, idyllic, quaint. Uh, in the future, you know, who knows? I, I doubt it because last time I went to the bank, I hated having to go through the the hoops of sending a wire transfer. But, you know, maybe in the future, people will want to send a wire transfer as a way to kind of relive the old days. But I'm thankful for what Bitcoin is at least making possible for people now. And it's great to be seeing all these new services that are being provided to Bitcoiners like on a consistent basis. And I think it's just ramping up like 2024, 2025. We're going to keep on seeing the businesses that have already been going for a while uh, continue to grow. And some really cool projects I'm sure are going to be just over the horizon. Couldn't agree more. It. Wait, wait, it. before we go on, uh, Josh saying that people will be using uh, wire bank wires like just just for nostalgic reasons. It's like us pulling up a landline like, oh, my God, dude, telephones are connected to the wall. This is amazing. Well, and so <laughs> people look back like, you know, you, there's stuff on social media every once in a while. People will be like, oh, this is a really cool thing they used to have. I think it's mainly uh, a joke at the same time. 
you can look back at the past and say, oh, that was really cool. Like, I wish we could go back and have some retro vibes. But at the same time, it's good to remember there's a reason we moved past uh, old technology and moved on to new things, especially if it's what the market demanded. You know, you could say central banking is not necessarily something that the market demanded. We have it for now. But uh, I think I think that there's just going to be a lot of really cool stuff that's built in the future. And uh, people might go back to the old ways just for fun for a little little time, but they'll always go back to the newer and better tech. It's like, yo, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to send a wire, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last, last time I was at the bank to send a wire transfer, I asked the, the guy if he ever thought about using Bitcoin, whatever else. You know, like you thought about incorporating Bitcoin into banking or like looking at it for collateral for a loan. And the way that he looked at me and responded to me, I knew he was just thinking this this poor idiot. You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And, and it, it, in that moment, I was like, either he's really wrong or I'm really wrong. But those two perspectives, not necessarily the two people, but those two perspectives can't coexist in the long term. Yeah. And, and that's a really good observation. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I remember the first couple of years in Bitcoin, I would bring it up to everyone, anyone that I thought had some type of financial authority. So like uh, friends of mine that worked in, you know, for for wealth management banks and all that stuff. Um, you know, going to my local bank, right? I'd go in there and be like, what do you think of Bitcoin? And the it, it, the reactions were always different, right? Some some people are like, I love Bitcoin. And then some people are like, no, I didn't say the government is going to ban it or something. Like, it's but you hear criminals. Things. But long story short, the TLDR is that in my, you know, I, I don't do this anymore, but in my six or five years of doing, five to six years of doing this, um, I never ran into one person that gave me a good reason as to why Bitcoin was a bad idea or as to why this thing wouldn't work. It was always like, like repeating the rhetoric that they saw and heard on TV or just, uh, the, like the same old BS kind of talking points, or I could just tell that they don't understand what's happening, but it was never cause they actually gave me a good reason. Um, so that's just, inter that's interesting. I mean, well, like right? it's very simple. Like if you use Bitcoin, and then you go to a bank, you're like, wait, which one is easier to use? It's just like, it's Bitcoin. It's very obvious that it's way easier. Once you actually experience it, Bitcoin is so much simpler than going to it. Like, you don't even have to leave your house to move your money. Like, who, who doesn't want to not go to a bank and move your money around? It, it's so much simpler. It's actually amazing that people think it's complicated. Yeah, I'm not really convinced that, like, what we have to do, the hurdles we have to go through at banks, like, we don't even need those. But... It's just they've been able to make it as difficult as they want and have as many standards as they want. I'll be interested to see if there's uh, as Bitcoin becomes more competitive, as as the the banking world sees Bitcoin as more of a competitor, if they begin to make things a little bit easier to try to compete with Bitcoin. You know, I, I think that uh, we all know that any anyone or anything that tries to go head to head with Bitcoin doesn't uh, tend to, to win out. But it'll be interesting to see if banks try to. Improve the user experience over time as they get a little scared, like a little more scared than they already are. Well, Josh, don't don't, don't forget they're trying to roll out the Fed now, so uh, they're they're already working on it. Yeah, that's a that's a, a shade <laughs> of a shade of Bitcoin. You're for sure. here for digital payments. Your digital payments need to be we, better. We people. need more efficient digital payments, bro. This is not about Bitcoin. Anyways, guys, if you guys are enjoying the show. Make sure to smash that like button if you're listening to us on YouTube, if you're listening to us on Rumble, if you're listening to us on Twitter or X. Uh, make sure to smash that like button. Really helps with the algos. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get some news, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot to talk about today. 
Let's check it out. Here we go. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to get into Bitcoin mining and don't know where to start? That's why I want to introduce you to Scott's Build a Mine Bootcamp. He will show you how to build your own Bitcoin mine, how to get the project funded, how to get your facility filled with miners as quickly as possible. With a little luck and by putting all his techniques and strategies to work that he's developed mining Bitcoin for the last six years, you could be mining 5 million Satoshis per day or 0.05 Bitcoin in less than three months. On the free webinar, he will give you a high level roadmap that will help you get on your way to building, owning and operating your own Bitcoin mining farm. Begin your mining journey today. Register for the free webinar now. Click the link in the description of the video below or contact Scott directly on Telegram using his handle at OfferedScott and learn how to mine those precious, precious Satoshis. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with the UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to cover this topic. Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk about the space oh, wow. cat and uh, let's talk about what's going on. Uh, so of course we all know Craig Wright. Uh, he sued multiple people for essentially calling him uh, fake Satoshi. And, uh, you know, Hoddlenot and Peter McCormack had to spend a lot of their own money. Uh, a lot of the Bitcoin community supported them. But it seems like, you know, it, it seems like there is a con there's a there's a final conclusion to this. Um, so we're going to get to the space cat in a little bit. But Peter McCormack uh, also sued by Craig Wright. And here's the thing about the UK and a lot of these jurisdictions is it does, it's not like the US, right? In the US, it's very difficult to sue someone else because of their speech. But the UK specifically is notorious for their libel law to the point that the Obama administration actually had to pass a law to protect American citizens from that law, right? Um, so Craig Wright uh, used the UK system to go after anyone that said that he was fake Satoshi. Um, one of them being Peter McCormack, one of them being the space cat, hot or not. So that whole saga lasted at least a couple. I mean, it was a very long, I mean, look, five years of hell specifically. Um, and I remember when it started and shout out to Peter McCormack for holding it through, but it seems like it's all done now. It seems like it's over. Uh, so this is what McCormack said. He says, my lawyers have just confirmed that Craig Wright has had his final appeal denied by the Supreme Court. It is over. I won. Welcome to law, mother effort. Permission to appeal was refused by three Supreme Court justices, Lord Briggs, Lady Rose, Lord Richards. On grounds, the appeal did not raise an arguable question of law. 
This is the end of the line for Wright's substantive claim against me. Five years of hell over, a small amount of hell to deal with on costs still, but we did it. I have so many people to thank, my lawyers, my brother, Hadonat, and all the people who reached out with support, the people who helped with some of the costs, you know who you are. And now we turn to our brothers, Hadonat, Cobra Bitcoin, and the businesses and developers still under attack. No mercy. Let's finish them. Absolutely, absolutely hit the nail on the head. Um, and here is Hadonat. And he said, and there, is a, and there is the settlement offer. Curious timing that it would come just after the latest bunch batch of evidence was dismantled. P.S. There is no way COPA will accept this. It's ridiculous. And yeah, COPA did not accept the quote-unquote settlement. Um, and uh, their reasonings were actually pretty good. So let me pull that up in a second. Um, this is quite entertaining to read. Wow, Nico's not only low energy, but he's unprepared for today's show. I can't find it. Oh. <laughs> I tell oh, you what, you is. can see the the passion from Peter coming through in that. I saw that earlier today, and I feel bad for him. He's really gone through a lot, and it, I guess I've seen more of his than Huddle Knots, but uh, it's great that it's starting to come to a, uh, an yeah, actual I mean, final fi close, right? It just took yeah. a very long time, but yeah, it's finally coming full circle, which I think is a good thing. Um, here's Copa, and it says, hard pass on that, quote, settlement. Just like Craig Wright forges documents and doesn't quite tell the truth, his description of the settlement offer isn't quite accurate either. It comes with loopholes that would allow him to sue people all over again, right? So, I mean... Is this the conclusion? Is this is it over? Uh, I don't know, but uh, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what I gotta say, dude, about this whole saga. Like when it was happening, um, I personally, I don't believe Craig Wright is Satoshi. All he had to do is just sign an address that he quote unquote, you know, that people know that belonged to Satoshi, and he could have signed it um, and proven that he had those keys. Therefore, there was a high probability that he was Satoshi. And he and he didn't. He never did. Uh, he had the opportunity to. Um, there was multiple judges in multiple jurisdictions, um, two in Europe and one in the United States. That the three of them, not simply Bitcoin, but those judges, called him a liar. Essentially, that he misrepresented the data. Um, and then, not to mention the fact that how anti-Bitcoin is that behavior, where you're essentially trying to silence someone else's speech because they disagree with you. And you're trying to tell me that is Satoshi Nakamoto. That is so anti-Bitcoin. That is like the opposite of what Bitcoin represents. So it's multiple reasons why I don't believe he is Satoshi. And, and I think that he used, you know, uh, his business partnerships and his relationships to kind of try to bully certain influential, influential Bitcoiners into silence which is just total bullshit. I'm glad that it had a great resolution, but it took five years. You know, five years, it's a big percentage of your lifetime fighting this. Um, so I think, you know, you know, it, 50 years from now, you won't regret that you did this. I think it's like, uh, you know, it's part of, part of Bitcoin's history and all that, but I'm sure that it wasn't uncomfortable. I'm sure that it was very uncomfortable to go through. And there was points where Peter even said that this almost brought me on the verge of bankruptcy. Right. You know, I had to spend a lot of money just to deal with this. And, you know, Peter has a pretty successful podcast. He's in that position where, you know, he 
might have that income to necessarily to pay those legal bills. But imagine if you didn't have that. Like, imagine if you didn't have that wealth. Imagine if you didn't have that situation. I, he could have silenced you into, he could have, you know, like essentially forced you into silence, which I think is crazy, you know, that 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 mechanism is still exists in today's world. Anyways, Opti, what's your take on this? Yeah, well, to be honest, like I am kind of surprised that this has been dragged out for so long. And I'm, I'm glad that we can finally like close this chapter and put it behind us as a, you know, quote unquote community. Um, it, it is really amazing that Craig Wright has been able to run this affinity scam for this long and, and actually like dupe a lot of people into believing he is Satoshi. And, and the like BSV cult out there is absolutely amazing that people still believe that he's Satoshi after everything that's came out and like we could fill up a whole show probably of just all of the things that prove he isn't but you know people people really do want a savior and personally what's the saying uh, i forget who said it first but like if you see satoshi on the road kill him as like the play on the buddhist uh, meme i i just i don't think it really matters and i don't understand why someone would want to come out as satoshi like it's you know satoshi left for a reason and it was when uh what gavin went to uh speak about bitcoin at the cia like you would not want to come out as satoshi and it really makes you wonder why his um what his incentives are to do this. I mean, most people would just say he's like a narcissist, but to get uh, people to buy BSV. Yeah, like, of course. That's it, you know, of course, like, like that Satoshi's vision, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision, like, you dude, know, like it's in the name. <laughs> shouts out to the space cat and Peter and, and even Cobra, everyone that had to deal with this because it really, if this, if this attack worked, it would really set a, a terrible precedent for the Bitcoin community in general. And like the fact that, you know, you, we, there's a lot of contention on bitcoin.org but like the fact that they can't put the white paper on that website or you can't even put the white paper in the uk right now and host it on your website like it's absolutely crazy that we have gotten to this point so hopefully we can finally close this chapter and this story and moving forward no one would ever make the mistake of trying to come out as satoshi just it just makes no like there's there's no no sense to this unless it is to affinity scam with your own shit coins. So hopefully this chapter can finally close, um, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, Josh, what's up? Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add here. It's like, I, I'm pretty sure I saw something in the past about some BSVers kind of distancing themselves from Craig Wright. If so, that's great. Uh, I just don't pay attention to it. I have paid attention to some of the legal issues. One thing that I think, I would I would rather after all of this is like having to experience something in the United States as opposed to the United Kingdom or, or other places. It seems like their legal system is so different and probably a, a lot harder to defend yourself in. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of other things to add besides that. But it will be. I feel like people care less and less about who Satoshi Nakamoto is. Maybe it, it as more people matter, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't I'm wondering. Matter. I'm wondering if it changes as more people kind of come into Bitcoin because I think anyone who comes I, I in think, is like they I ask think, that question at first, right? Yeah. I, I think it like the more the the more Bitcoin gets bigger, the more I hope Satoshi never comes back because sure. I think human beings have a tendency to like put uh, like. The fact that Bitcoin's beginnings are so mythological really play into the story of Bitcoin's creation. I think that once you put a human being behind it, I think it it kind of tarnishes the image a little bit. It, it affects it, right? It, it puts a mortal behind what is happening, right? But I think that if you separate the two, 
and it's just this anonymous name. No one knows what the fuck he looks like. You know, it's, it's I guess it's Japanese. Um, you know, no one can really fucking explain it. Um, it like adds to the mystery of it. And I would say that's very, very unique to Bitcoin because every other shit coin, every other altcoin, the founder is still in the picture and you know who created it and they got a pre-mine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Satoshi disappeared. And that was like, if not the most important thing he did or the second most important thing he did behind creating Bitcoin itself or yeah. discovering Bitcoin, depending well, on if, who if, you ask. If they don't have it out yet, you know, History Channel is going to come out with a banger at some point <laughs> on who Satoshi Nakamoto is. And it's going to be an alien. <laughs> well, well, to, to Josh's Anyways. point, though, Nico, to Josh's point, though, like it is very interesting that new entrants that coming to Bitcoin, like it's always that's like one of their earliest questions, like who is Satoshi? And then when you tell them like, oh, no one knows, it's it surprises me that people get scared of like, oh, wait, we don't know who the creators. And we're like, no, like that's a good thing because you can't go to a certain person to shut down this whole thing. But it's very interesting when you get into just like. Uh, a new coiners and like mindset of getting into Bitcoin. They're like, wait, we don't know who created this. Maybe, maybe it's like the NSA or something. It's like uh, they created the internet, bro. Like you still use it and you don't care. Like it doesn't matter who created Bitcoin. And I think, like I said, hopefully moving forward, we can continue to just like beat that in people's heads metaphorically that like, it doesn't matter who created Bitcoin. It is a network and it runs and you can verify the code for yourself and, and run a node for yourself and, and just follow the rules. And it doesn't matter who created this. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. What matters are the, the, someone said it in the chat. Satoshi doesn't matter. The ideas and principles of Bitcoin matter. I 100% agree with that statement. In other news, to kind of wrap up the news week this week, because we had a lot of stuff. Uh, it was a great news week, great, great news cycle week. Um, so Swan Bitcoin launches Swan Mining out of stealth mode. Uh, goes on to say, uh, this is part of the announcement on X. Uh, we've been working hard on a big opportunity that came our way last year. And today we're excited to bring our mining operation out of stealth mode. Swan Mining began operations in summer 2023, currently operates at 4.5 exahash with deployment expected to exceed 8 exahash by March, over 750 Bitcoin mined to date. Swan Mining developed and deployed at warp speed. Our understanding is that this is the fastest ever initial development of hash rate at this scale in Bitcoin history, said Hafa Zaguri, a chief investor, chief investment officer at Swan and head of Swan Mining. Quote, Swan expanded dramatically over the, over the past year, doubling team size and growing revenue to more than 125 million annualized. The company intends to raise its Series C financing in the in the next com in the coming months with uses of capital equally split between financial services, mining, and acquisitions, was stated in the press release. Swan founder and CEO Corey Clipson also said that, quote, the company is actively working to achieve a public listing within the next 12 months. So, I mean, this is crazy. I think I saw the some of the, so, yeah, right here, it says it on the top. We're mining at 4.5 exahashes, cloning, closing, in, closing in on 1% of the network, with equipment in hand to ramp it up to eight exahashes. So, I mean, huge announcement from Swan. Uh, a lot of people are kind of wondering uh, where, uh, you know, where this money came from. I saw I saw it on Rabbit Hole Recap, and I saw some of, of Bitcoin Twitter speculating that maybe it came from Tether. I don't know. I'm sure we'll kind of find out uh, over the next couple months more details 
as this comes out. And uh, but pretty big win for Swan and, you know, one percent of the network. I think that's that's a big accomplishment. But I think a lot of people still have certain questions about the operation, not to mention the fact that they pulled this. I mean, Hoffa really addressed this, but they pulled this off very, very quickly. Uh, it's not so easy to deploy miners very, very quickly. So but I'm sure, like I said, they're going to answer a lot of these questions are going to be answered in the next couple of months as more information uh, becomes public. So anyways, Opti, did this surprise you at all? Yeah, I mean, like coming out of stealth mode with that much uh, hash power is absolutely incredible. And and the fact that they're going for 1% of total hash, like that's that's huge. So, you know, me personally, I don't ever root against Bitcoin only companies. And, you know, I, I wish Swan the best, but like coming out of stealth mode with that much hash power and then claiming they're going to get even more like basically doubling their hash power by what like the end of this year or something like absolutely crazy crazy stuff happening over there so again you know i'm just i'm reading the news like everyone else is like oh snap you know four point what was it 4.5 exa hashes release like out of nowhere and and just the amount of uh i don't know work and capital it must have took to deploy uh that that much hash power is just it's crazy and then come out of stealth mode right now and and then kind of wanting to acquire more it's like wow they're they're building something huge over there and it's uh it's going to be incredible to watch moving forward 100%. well i think that's all that Corey said is at 4.75 now so wow that's, that's pretty cool now i i don't know their numbers and i don't think that they've shared them but it'll be interesting to see how they they deal with this going into the having it's not yeah. an easy time for miners and so it I guess, you know, they've been going at it for a while now. They've just publicly disclosed it. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with the having and how effective of a business this is for them, or at least an arm of their business going into April, May, June, you know. I guess in the, the near future, as the price will likely appreciate, it won't be as tough. But I know right around the having can be really difficult for a lot of miners. 100%. And, so, and well, the one question I have, uh, are they using Ocean? As their pool or what do, do we know? Mm. So we're just recent re reading the press release. Uh, we know as much as everyone that else press, <laughs> that press release is. I tried to do as much research as possible in terms of the reaction from the community. And the general consensus was uh, like, like where they raised that money. Some people were speculating that it came from Tether. Uh, Magoo was like basically putting these things, basically saying that Tether was, the, he was like connecting the dots between a Tether press release months ago and the, the Swan press release. But again, that's all speculation. Uh, we don't know anything for certain, but I'm sure that more details uh, will come to light as the days goes on. But I mean, you know, the, if you take the press release at press value, this is a big win for Swan. Uh, you know, a lot of hash rate. And again, you want Bitcoin companies to succeed. Like you want more hash rate coming online. That, that is, these are all things that are good for Bitcoin, right? So, um, but yeah, like I said, all the, I'm sure a lot of this stuff will be covered and we'll we'll give you guys an update once we... Wait, it, let's read this comments. Uh, Justin Bolvin goes, crazy how a Bitcoin company is so efficient. It's almost like Bitcoin is working and the Bitcoin incentives are pure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyways, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Bitcoin Evangelism. Definitely, guys, want to get yourself a copy because we have to we have to orange pill 10 million people. Bitcoin Evangelism by Brian DeMint is an absolute beast of a resource for orange pilling no coiners and all coiners alike. This is a book 
for Bitcoiners who know Bitcoin but have a hard time explaining it to their friends. It's a book for Bitcoiners who are trying to explain Bitcoin only to altcoin. And you can get altcoiners. And you can get yourself a copy at Amazon today. Send QR code on your screen or uh, you can check the link in the video description. I also want to shout out to our other sponsor, Kaboom Racks. They are the most trusted to buy, sell, and host mining equipment. You can scan the QR code. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom Racks. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now. It'll take you directly to the Kaboom Racks marketplace where you can connect with a member of their sales team. They make purchasing their equipment easy and transparent. You could also sell mining equipment with them. You could access their vast network of domestic and international customers when you sell your mining equipment today. What are you waiting for? Check out Kaboom Racks. You could scan the QR code or you could check the link in the video description. This is where I get my Bitcoin miners. All right, everybody, let's hit the culture. We have a lot to talk about. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, let's go, Josh. So again, maybe uh, just start with what slices again, and then we'll get into some of this nitty gritty and expose our audience to why they might want to add slice to their browser. Sure. So the basic idea for slice is that, you know, when you're browsing online, uh, you're being advertised to all the time, or you block ads, you know, 40% of the internet uses an ad blocker. I'm one of that 40%. Uh, and slice basically comes in and says, hey, if we share our revenue with you, would you be interested in seeing ads? So Slice has really been growing across 2023 into 2024. We have 550,000 downloads as of a couple of days ago. And anytime, well, once you install the, it's a Chrome extension, you can get it on other browsers as well. But once you install it, you'll start seeing ads from Slice. And every time you see an ad, you're going to get what we call a Slice, which I will say is not a token. It's just kind of the way we denominate um, how much you have. Um, on using slice, but uh, each each slice is a, a tenth of a penny, and you can either take that whenever you're ready, uh, get the payout in USD or in Bitcoin. And 75 to 80 percent of people prefer Sats, which is pretty cool. You know, talking about Bitcoin evangelism and trying to reach 10 million people, um, I think that this is a great tool across the next couple of years, especially to encourage people to get Bitcoin. It's one of those things where they haven't paid for it necessarily, but whenever it comes time to, to cash out the slices, they see that they can either get a 4% cut if they want dollars via PayPal or using the Lightning Network, they can get Bitcoin and they don't lose any of their money to fees. So it's a pretty cool thing. I will also say if you're a business and you want to run ads, this is, as far as I know, the only way across all of the advertising industry to actually be able to advertise to people with ad blockers because people have said, hey, um, I have an ad blocker, but I'm happy to see ads if I'm getting paid. Interesting. All right. So just to be clear, like where is the ad money coming from? Is like Google ads like. Yeah. So so right now we're, we're partnered with, uh, you know, there's a company like uh, Taboola. They they send ads okay. and we'll show those ads. But what 
I was brought onto the team to do is develop relationships with Bitcoin companies. Uh, that's who I'm, who I'm reaching out to right now, but eventually like direct to consumer companies, all these other companies, and they would pay us for ads. And whenever we get that money, when someone sees it, then we just split the ad revenue 50-50 with the user. Now, Roman asked a great question. He says, sounds like a token. Why not just to nominate it in SATs? Well, it's not a token because you can't really trade it. It's just a way that the it's denominated. As a Bitcoiner, I wish it was denominated in um, Bitcoin, but the price appreciation can really, um, I guess, catch people off guard potentially. So unless we kept all of our ad revenue in Bitcoin, uh, that would that could really mess us up, especially across the next couple of years. But yeah, so the, the Brave browser is one of those things that they have their you know, attention token or whatever it's called. Essentially, Slice is like Brave, but we're browser agnostic. And instead of getting a scam token that you're never going to use, uh, you can get sats. So that's uh, I'm really excited about the opportunity to orange pill a bunch of people as they say, hey, I'm ready to cash out and see that they can save some money if they go into Bitcoin. Love it. And we had a question here, and I'll pull up the numbers here. Uh, so what kind of revenue are we talking here? Let's incentivize the users out there. So if, if I do my job well, the users are going to be making more money. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've been using it across the last, you know, I think I said like six, seven, eight, eight months. Uh, I think it was last fall I was talking to Mike Jarmas and um, he told me about it. I downloaded it. Uh, I just cashed out recently and got like 16,000 sats. So um, it's one of those things you're not going to make a lot of money. It's, it's uh, a small way to uh, thank you for your attention. But as I create more relationships with businesses, then we actually get more money from that direct relationship because we're not working with the middleman. And so users are going to be making more money as I succeed in my part of the job. Love it. I mean, it kind of like goes to show that it's just like free money on the table. Like it's just there and you're now you get paid for it. And if you, prefer, you know, if you prefer privacy, like if you want to use your ad blocker, go for it. Uh, once I found out about Slice before joining the company, I thought to myself, if I can get some sats for seeing some ads, I'm happy to do it. So yeah. it's one of those things that if, if, if you want to keep your privacy and you want to keep on using your ad blocker and never see ads, no, no shame in that. But if you want to make a little bit of money, uh, Slice is your opportunity. Yeah, I love it. I, I was going to ask you that. Like, uh, Our audience is generally privacy concerned. So what, what are the privacy implications here? Yeah, so if you go to, this is one of those things that would be probably pretty boring to talk about. We're going to treat you, like, obviously we have to, you know, have some some data to show you ads, but um, we don't have like cookie tracking or anything like that. Uh, we use your IP, and if you want to really kind of get into the nitty gritty of um, what what it means to use Slice, we have adslice.com slash transparency. That page is going to be not the mumbo jumbo, but some pretty straightforward things connected to targeting, identifiers, activity location, all these things. So if you wanted to read up on that, um, adslice.com slash transparency is going to be the best place to do that. Um, I feel like talking talking through every single one of these might be a little laborious, but we try to be pretty upfront with people. Like You have to have some data to advertise, but uh, I... Google's a black box. And the question is, do you want, <laughs> if, if you're going to be seeing ads, do you want Google or do you want Slice? And uh, for me, I've decided Slice. That's awesome, Love it. Dude. Love it. Okay. Cool. Uh, next, next topic. You are also a content creator. Why would content creators want to add Slice? Hmm. 
Well, so the the creator thing right now is just for Twitch. I think something like Simply Bitcoin would be great once we add YouTube. But basically for creators, um, we, we've partnered with creators once again over on Twitch. And if they're a, a slice creator, every listener uh, of theirs or every you know subscribe or whatever else that that is a user of slice, whenever they're watching, for instance, simply simply Bitcoin, um, simply Bitcoin gets slice as half of the revenue. So remember like slice splits revenue with the user 50 50. but slice, the company, says, hey, Simply Bitcoin, if you're going to be promoting us to your audience, we're going to give you our half of the revenue when someone's watching your channel. Okay, yeah, we, we do have a Twitch, so no one knows we have a Twitch. We have one person over on Twitch right now. Shouts out to the Twitch person. But yeah, no one knows we're on Twitch. So, so if if you're if you wanted to uh, try it out with your with your one user and you convince them to actually use Slice, then every time they're seeing an ad, you're going to get uh, Slice's fifty percent. We figure it's a great way to get in front of new audiences and also to be able to give back to the creator. Is it KYC? Do you have to put in your ID to start receiving Sats? So you have to you have to sign up for Slice, like the, the extension, but it's just an L and URL, so uh, it just pops up and you you know, scan the QR code and you got sats. Okay. All right. So it's no KYC or nothing. You just got to put in your email and like make an account and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's like a go to the Chrome extension store, look up slice. There's also a slice tab, which is a separate extension because of some technical things I'm not well versed in. But every time you open up a new tab, you see an ad and you get some slices for that as well. So it's kind of a nice little thing to get some extra money. Now, uh, there's also tracks you know people we're, we're tracking people's activity to where if you're just like sitting there opening tabs all day <laughs> then you're gonna get a shadow ban but that's it's, it's kind of a nice little thing and eventually just like what what they do on brave we want to have like an entire page that's an ad for you know whatever company like you know swan river any any of these types of companies i think it'd be super cool to be able to just have like an entire ad that encourages people to get on uh, a bitcoin only exchange because when i came to bitcoin in 2021 it was through uh, skip the crypto stuff altogether. I, I had great Bitcoin only Bitcoin only education and explanation from the beginning, and I went and bought Bitcoin from a Bitcoin only platform. So the more I can do that, and the more I can help people do that, the better. Yeah, I love very, it, very love cool, it, dude. So Super shout out cool. to our one Twitch streamer. Maybe you want to add Slice. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh, let's uh, let's do a little pivot before we get into the meme review, guys, because I did bring a meme in this Friday. Um, mm. you, you are a content creator and you are working on some other stuff. So let's plug that. Uh, what's uh, business Bitcoinization? Is your yeah. pod or yep, what's that podcast. project? Yep. Yeah. Podcast. And uh, just actually came out with an episode with the guys from the Bitcoin Film Fest today. So if you want to check that out, it's pretty cool there. You know, getting together the next Bitcoin Film Fest is going to happen during the European having party. But business Bitcoinization, check it out on Fountain. I saw Torp Hoddle earlier commenting. He's a listener. He supports on Fountain sometimes. So thank you, Torp, for that. Um, yeah. Basically, when I came into um, the Bitcoin space, the ecosystem, I was looking around. I'd been podcasting for a couple of years and I was just trying to see how I could kind of contribute something unique. And no one was talking about business. And so I started the Business Bitcoinization podcast and I interviewed different business owners or or people who have uh, products and services in the Bitcoin space that can help business owners and just uh, have released 91 episodes as of today and no plans to stop anytime soon. So check it out. It'd be great to have some, some listeners from the show if that's kind of up your alley. 
Let's go. And oh, and yeah. just a like quick question. How has been the response from small business owners uh, in regards to Bitcoin? Like, do you go one on one and talk to like business owners or just the podcast? Yeah. So a lot of people change the subject, uh, change the subject pretty quickly whenever I, I bring it up. <laughs> but like I said, so I actually I was saying this offline. So I'll go ahead and say it now. We have the I'm, I'm based in the Jackson, Mississippi area and we have a Bitcoin meetup. We're planning a having party ourselves. And uh, the place we meet is called Bellhaven Town Center. And the uh, initials for that are BTC. The guy who is kind of behind that development project is himself a Bitcoiner. And so we've been trying to talk through how to, in the most attractive and natural way, begin introducing Bitcoin to these business owners. And one thing I've kind of come to recently is that you can't convince someone. Well, you can, but like it's hard to convince someone to accept Bitcoin. What you need to do is help them to see the value of Bitcoin so that they'll become a Bitcoiner. Once they're a Bitcoiner, they're going to start saying, hey, how can I get some more sats? And then that's when they start using the tools like their business to begin trying to get some more Bitcoin for themselves. Love Very it. Very cool, man. Couldn't agree more. Okay, cool. last thing, last it, thing, Nika. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to what Opti was saying, um, which is like, the, the this is like passive, right? So like, even if it doesn't give you too much money, like, it's just like, it's something that you download, it, you know, it does its thing. And then every once in a while you could just withdraw. And then you were saying, you know, like maybe it's like five bucks a month now, but you know, if Bitcoin 10 X is when Bitcoin 10 X is from here, that's actually 50 bucks. Right. So, you know, it's maybe it's not a lot of money, but you know, it's, it's money that you weren't going to get anyways. Um, yeah. It, and you don't it, have to like spend your time doing anything else. It's totally in the background. I was actually talking with someone the other day on one of their platforms and, uh, I was, I was talking to her. She said, I was telling her about Slice and then she had forgotten that she even had it. She had been using it for a while and had just <laughs> forgotten because it's in the background. Like when I open up a new tab, I see how many slices I have. Uh, but that's because I have the, the new tab feature as well. But yeah, you, you have a lot of controls there too. So once you sign up, you'll see, you can see more ads, less ads. Of course, you know, I want to see as many as possible so I can get as many sats as possible. But you have some controls there as well for yourself. Love it. We do have one question and I don't know if you can sneak release or anything, but will this be available for like Safari or anything more than Chrome or is it just going to be Chrome extensions? It's it's Chrome and Chrome based and apparently a lot of I'm getting out of my depth here, but a lot of um, browsers are somehow Chrome based. Also, it should be on Firefox. We're doing some things there to make it a little faster and easier. But I don't know. For some reason, we don't have it with Safari. I'm sure there's a good reason for that. Um, it may just be an Apple thing. I don't know, but unfortunately it's not available for Safari. Sounds like an Apple thing. They need their cut, bro. They need their cut. Okay. Last thing before we get into the memes, uh, Josh, you do have another project that you said is just barely getting off the ground. So let's plug that and then we can, uh, get some laughs for Friday. Yeah. So the man behind this is Daniel Hirschberger. He, he's just starting up a nonprofit called Bitcoin is better, which is focused on uh, reintroducing Bitcoin to the working class. A lot of people have heard about Bitcoin, but don't necessarily understand it or know about it. And so what we're trying to do is go to the working class, especially and uh, promote the peaceful adoption of a Bitcoin standard by 2040. So that's really what we're looking to do. And we're actually going to be, I think having, I think our having party in Jackson is going to be one of the first events that's connected to Bitcoin is better. So just kind of getting out and about to the community and sharing with them about Bitcoin in a way that makes sense to them and is valuable to them. So it's bitcoinisbetter.org if you want to check that out. And uh, I'm really excited about being able to help with Bitcoin adoption for the working class. Love it. Yeah, that's 
Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. New question I've been asking all of our guests. Uh, the Put a bow on this. What is your last advice to the audience out there? What's the last thing you want to leave the people with out there? Hmm. Man, that's a great question. I would say, I mean, check out Slice. If you're a business owner, I would love to talk with you. Josh at adslice.com. But uh, find ways where you can stack some sats. Like I just see someone commenting here, full lolly slice, all these places take advantage while you can, because in the future, your generation, you know, the, the future generations are going to think that you're crazy for not taking advantage of these opportunities. So just, uh, you know, stay humble, stack sats. I feel like that's kind of a good place to end it. And there are all these tools that you can incorporate into your life now that make it easier than ever. Beautiful. Love beautiful. it. Everyone like free money. Take the free money. Free Take monies. The sets. Free monies. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's hit the meme review. We have a lot to we have a lot of memes to review. Let's check them out. I got the daily meme review. All right, guys. I <laughs> yeah, I, I'm afraid of updating my Chrome browser over here. I don't no, want to update anything. Gotta, Oh, the, oh, yeah, the weekly meme review. It's no longer the daily meme review. All right, guys, you already know the deal. It is Friday, and we got some memes for you guys. You guys have been yelling at me all week that you only come for the meme review, which is cap. It's big cap. Uh, anyways, tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. We are in an information war, and it's upon you guys out there, the frontline soldiers, to spread the signal, ridicule the corporate press, and, of course, make some funnies so your friend's head stay in the game. All right. First meme is by our boy American Hoddle, aka American Hoddle Eight on Twitter. I guess it's his eighth account now. Uh, we have this this bar here. You know, it's it's from January to December, and it's pointing at January. And it goes, "You are here where Satsy currently Hoddle, and then you have all year." The opportunity to get more cheap sats before we hit all-time high and the bull run. And you can see in April, we are going to have the having. So keep stacking. It's going to be a great year. I'm I'm kind of convinced. He's kind of bearish on this one. Is all-time high bull run going to be in December or earlier, Nico? I, 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 uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, anyways. Next one is by Dan Webb, a.k.a. Heartland Bitcoin on Twitter. And he goes, we're at this stage of Bitcoin adoption. And for, <laughs> for all you millennials and Gen Xers and boomers out there, remember when CD players became a thing and all your cars had tape uh, tape decks in it? Well, this is Bitcoin parallels to the legacy financial system. You have your, your Panasonic CD player plugged into your tape, uh, what is the, what audio adapter, and this is what's going on. This literally sums up exactly what's going on in traditional finance. You know, we're talking about Jamie Dimon. We're seeing Elizabeth Warren come out against Bitcoin. And then we see Gary Gensler approve a spot Bitcoin ETF. And I've been saying this for a while. What we're seeing right now is the traditional finance system trying to integrate Bitcoin, but they can't They can't put, uh, what's it, the square in the round peg. So they're going to have to reroute everything they're doing. This is a parallel system. And, and it's not, you know, they're, they're going to need CD players in their car. They're going to need aux uh, cables to the financial system. Anyways, next one is by Lena C. Shane. She goes, trust the process. And this week, I don't think we really covered this this week, but FTX had to unload a lot of the GBTCs. People are saying that maybe this is one of the reasons why the price is down. And you can see FTX dumping Bitcoin. And we have a little hodler over here goes, oh, no, it's going to crash. And he's 
got an umbrella because the price is going down. And then he looks back up and he's like, wait, what's going on? How come the price didn't go? Absolutely. Why didn't it crater on us? Well, it's because we have Wall Street scooping up Bitcoin and we have hodlers scooping up Bitcoin and more hodlers scooping up Bitcoin. And you guys out there stacking them sats. This is why. You know, we're back at what are we? 41K today. All right. Next one. Shouts at the C-Door. Uh, always hitting me in the DM saying they can't wait till one of their memes gets on. Simply Bitcoin meme review. I'm pretty sure I've done one of yours in the past, bro. But here you go. OK, so we have what is this? iRobot. I forget. Is iRobot. Uh, Will Smith and iRobot. All right. So he goes, is Bitcoin really trustless for us Greg brains? And we have Will Smith here goes, in regards to Bitcoin, it's open source. Everybody can check the code. And then we have the robot and he goes, can you? And then we have Will Smith, you know, the teary like, uh, yeah, is it really trustless when us Greg brains can't really verify the code? And then you can see Luke Dash Jr.'s. It's not that hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> All right. This next one is Walker America. I absolutely love this. This is such a good narrative. He goes, uh, twice as much Bitcoin is lost as is currently controlled by institutions and governments. Only a tiny fraction of the world owns Bitcoin. And after the halving in April, only 1.3125 divided by 21 million Bitcoin will be left to be mined. It it might make sense to get some just in case it catches on. And here's a visuals of, uh, you know, all the Bitcoin in circulation. You have Satoshi's coin. You have all the individuals that have scooped up most of the Bitcoin. You have more lost Bitcoin than institutions and governments holding. You have unmined Bitcoin. Man, it's really when you when you put in a visual, it, it really goes to show just how distributed the Bitcoin is currently. And, you know, and wait, didn't we see yesterday that apparently the U.S. government is going to sell their Silk Road coins as well? So U.S. government's going to have even less Bitcoin. God, just love to see it. I love feel like to they've see said it. that for a while. Am I, am I, I missing out on something? I feel like they've sold it so many times. They've uh, sold some over the years, but I think <laughs> I think they're going to... Sorry, hold on. I'm choking on my saliva over here. I think they're going to sell the remaining of their stash. So we'll see what happens. Maybe this is why Bitcoin price is, is cratering. Because they're selling it. Anyways, the next one is by G Money Pepe. And he goes, new resistance map to global fiat tyranny just dropped. I stand with Bitcoin and the Fed. And it is America fully covered and entrenched in Bitcoin. Crazy stuff going on in the world. Wait. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Now we are seeing everyone in the world needs some Bitcoin. If you are against Bitcoin, you are against freedom. If you do not like the trajectory of the world going straight into a dystopian tyranny, then you might want to get some Bitcoin. It, it might might make sense. It might, you know, it might protect you. I don't know. I'm just I, I I'm just a biased Bitcoiner. I think Bitcoin is freedom and you should own some. Anyways, guys, drop your meme review score in the chat while we cover hours live. And uh, I just realized I, I'm not prepared for my meme review score. So Nico, meme review score, why I get a meme review score. I'm going to give it a copy of Bitcoin Evangelism. Wow. Uh, planting seeds for the decentralized revolution. Um, scan the QR code on your screen right now. That's yeah. nice. Nice. That's okay. Josh, your score. Actually, million. I'm going to give it a Brian DeMint. <laughs> Just one Brian DeMint. One Brian DeMint. Uh, Josh, what's your score? 21 million. I don't quite Ooh. know the scoring system. Here, but I feel like that's that's the best score, score ever. Phenomenal, phenomenal score. Opti, what's, All what's, right, mine, what's your score? My score is um, 
I'm going to give it this lens crafter receipt for when I got my new prescription. Wow. <laughs> nice. That's great. It's super good. Roughly. Yeah. I'm going to give it vision. I'm going to give it clarity and vision here for the meme review score. Great. Okay. okay. All right, everybody. Uh, drop your meme scores in the live chat. I know we haven't done this in a while. Opti. Wait, 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 wait. Give them some time, Nico. Give them Ten. some time. Give them some time. You already know the deal. You already know the deal. Oh, we got to plug got the merch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell them about the merch, bro. All right, guys. Uh, we, oh, oh. We have gotten the new merch. Uh, we, I think we just got some visuals. We have yet to fully secure the bag for you guys, but I think you guys are going to really like the new merch design. We have partnered with a Bitcoin artist. We got two designs. We got some hats for you guys. So, Matthew, we got hats coming. Um, I think we we probably have like 10 T-shirts left. I think we have like 10, 10 of these orange hoodies. We will be getting new designs soon. We will partner with some more Bitcoin artists to get you guys some epic designs. But I think you guys are going to really like these new designs. They, we, we, got a, we got a little edit from, from our distributor, Chef at the Represent. And man, it looks super cool. Internally, we're like, yo, these ones are lit. So again, they are limited. Um they they hopefully will go fast and you guys can rep the merch. So so Absolutely. they're not just piling up at Nico's house right now. Okay, let's uh <laughs> let's go through the meme scores. Uh first one by Justin. Uh some good orange volcano coffee for Nico. Yeah, uh, Nico uh, needs some coffee. Elaine, uh score not not gull gold in not a cavern in a cabin uh, in a in a cavern in a cabin excavating for a mine bitcoin miners nothing's finer bitcoin freedom just in time Ooh. all right um sat wise i give the memes 200k simply bitcoin subscribers by the end of the year wine Let's would be go. extremely happy wine gives it nico pronouncing malay correctly two out of one million <laughs> times and uh, uh we got a 21 we got a 21 <laughs> And David David Ford gives it 21. Wait, 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 wait. We do have some over here on Rumble. So mm. first one, UTXL goes, I give the memes a cure for Opti's pneumonotrial microscopic lycovolcanic gnosis. Okay, Narwhal Tacos. My meme score is a plus 42K fiat price level. It's cringe, I know, but here it is. Okay. Okay. We did it. We did it. Meme review score on Fridays. Meme review on Fridays. We're back. You guys can't yell at me. Anyways, wait, 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 wait. Actually, before we go, Nico. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, I did do a poll. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. So uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I need to I need to clarify things here. The poll was, do you laugh with Opti or at Opti? <laughs> and shouts out the 45% of you that laugh with me, uh, the 14% that laugh at me, and the other 40% that laugh at me and with me. So shouts out to you guys. You guys are the real MVPs. <laughs> All right, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to our guest, uh, Josh Friedemann. Friedemann, um, thank you for so much for coming on the show today. And check out adslice.com. Um, really, really, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Thanks for coming on, dude. All right, guys, uh, it's the top of the hour. It's the end of the week. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Really appreciate it. We wouldn't be here without y'all, so we love you. We appreciate you. 
Have an amazing weekend. Uh, spend time, you know, unplug a little bit. And we'll be back Monday for another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. 